Friends, welcome to the Slaking Thirst podcast, where you'll find the homilies, talks, and reflections of Father Ryan Mann and Father Patrick Schultz of the Diocese of Cleveland. Slaking Thirst is all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, which is also a divine heart, seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts will meet and both thirsts will be slaked. Thanks for joining us on the journey into Christ's desire for us. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while later and you will see me. So some of his disciples said said to one another, What does this mean that he is saying to us, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I'm going to the Father... So they said, what is this little while of which he speaks? We do not know what he means. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, are you discussing with one another what I said, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so I got a question. I want you uh, to think uh, the answer in your head. What's the furthest, farthest you've you've walked, you've ever walked? Just think in your just think in your head. Think in your head. Like, what's the farthest you've ever walked? Connor, what's the farthest you think you've ever walked in your life? Like in like a, like a, like a, at a single time. Yeah, that counts. 14 miles. Holy smokes. Anybody got more than 14 miles in like a day, 14 miles? That's a lot. That's like a whole day. Fourteen miles a day. How'd your feet feel afterwards? Not pleasant, yeah. I, I was thinking about, like, last Friday, when we were with the eighth graders, we were down in Columbus. We, that was a lot of walking. Is anybody sore afterwards, or is it just me because I'm old now? There was some soreness. Yeah, my, my feet were sore. We were walking all over Columbus. Yeah, thinking about this, like, the furthest you've walked, 14 miles, that's a lot. That's more than I was expecting. When I was, uh, when I was a senior in college, I lived in Rome uh, for five, six months. Um, yeah, five and a half months. And before I figured out how to use the buses and the metro system, I did a ton of walking. I was walking all over that city. I remember one day I was on this tour with a, uh, another person, and we had clocked in about like 10 or so, 11 miles. We were going from church to church, and we were visiting all these different places. And by the end of the day, like my feet, I had blisters on my feet. I was so sore, just like I couldn't do anything for the next few days. My body was just in shambles, for like 10, 11 miles, but 14 miles. It's because you're younger, right? Because, you, you know, you're spry. Okay. Okay, so I, I guess the reason I'm like bringing this up is because there was a little line in the first reading that caught my attention when I was praying with it uh, early this morning. This is what it says. Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Seems like, like, like nothing there, right? Just like, just, it's filler information. He left Athens, went to Corinth. Good to know. Okay. 
Anybody know how far Athens is from Corinth? I looked it up. 80 miles. 80 miles. The, first, the very first line of this reading from the Acts of the Apostles is telling us that Paul walked 80 miles. Connor, you walked 14 miles. I walked 10 miles and my feet were in shambles. 80, 80 miles. 80 miles. To just give you like a picture of what that is, okay? If you were to leave the church here and start walking to Progressive Field up in Cleveland where the Indians play, that's 36 miles, okay? From here all the way to Lake Erie where the, where the Indians are, 36 miles. And if you put it in Google, if you like, you know, MapQuest or whatever, it says it's going to take you about 14 hours to walk there. That's like not stopping, not getting food, not doing any bathroom breaks, just like, I'm going to Cleveland, right? 14 hours to walk 36 miles. If you were to walk there and back, that still wouldn't be 80 miles. That still wouldn't be 80 miles. Paul walked 80 miles. I guess, like, one of the things I'm thinking about, and this is what I want to kind of invite us to, to contemplate and to pray about this morning, is like, what, what, if anything, would you be willing to walk 80 miles for? Just think about that for a second. Like, would you walk 80 miles uh, for a Chick-fil-A gift card? Anybody? The right answer is, how much is the gift card, Father Pat, right? That's the right answer. Would you walk 80 miles for a $5 Chick-fil-A gift card? No, no. Would I walk 80 miles for a $500 Chick-fil-A gift card? I, I might. I really might. I don't know. Like, would you, like, think about this seriously. Like, I think if someone were to say, like, I need you to walk 80 miles, I need you to deliver this message to those people, you can't drive your car, you can't ride your bike, you can't like hitch a ride from anybody, you're walking, and in fact, I'm going to need you to walk in sandals, okay, because they had sandals back then, they didn't have shoes. I need you to walk 80 miles to deliver this message to some people. Um, I think I would honestly, like, I think most of us would be like, ah, they don't need to know. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> you know, can we just call them? No, you can't call them. Okay, they're fine. They don't need to know. I, I mean, am I alone in this? I don't think I'm alone. I think most of us would be like, that's really far. <laughs> that's just like really far. There's very, very little that I would be willing to walk 80 miles for. Like, when I was thinking about it, I, I guess there's like two things, two categories that I think would motivate me probably to walk that far. One being uh, a huge reward at the end of it. Like, like a $5,000 Chick-fil-A gift card. Or like, you're going to walk 80 miles, and after that, you're going to get a million dollars. Would you walk 80 miles for a million dollars? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Like a huge reward. That would be the first thing, I guess. I would walk, I would walk that far for a million dollars, a huge reward. And the other thing that I think that would motivate me is if, I, like, if my life or the lives of all the people that I loved were in like mortal danger, and I had to deliver a message, or if I didn't go this distance, they were going to, like, die or something. I think I would go then, right? Anybody else, would you go then? Yeah, I think that's right. 80 miles. 80 miles. Here's the thing about this little snippet, though, of Paul's journey from Athens to Corinth. This is one tiny, like, teeny little part 
of Paul's missionary activity. They say when, when biblical scholars look at the Acts of the Apostles and the letters that St. Paul wrote, and they try and figure out, okay, because he talks about it. he went from this town to this town and this town to this town. Then we got in a boat and went from here to this city. And then we came back here. So they map it out. St. Paul, they say, traveled about 10,000 miles in the course of his life. 10,000 miles. Just using his feet. Wearing some sandals. Not even wearing any Crocs. 10,000 miles. Do you know how far that is? That's like walking from, from New York City all the way to Los Angeles and back and back and back. 10,000 miles. So here's, I guess here's the question. This is what I want us to like kind of enter into and think about. Like if it would take a huge reward, if it would take people being in mortal danger for me to walk 80 miles, what in the world could possibly explain what motivated St. Paul to walk not just simply 80 miles from Athens to Corinth, but the 10,000 miles that he did throughout the course of his mission. Like, what could possibly explain that? Was he bored? <laughs> did he have nothing better to do? No, no, no. The only thing that could possibly explain it is what Paul says, that he, it was the gospel, it was for the sake of the gospel that Paul did what he did, that he was willing to deliver this message. Paul walked these 80 miles from Athens to Corinth, to Corinth in order to deliver a message to a people who were in desperate need to know what he knew, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified, he died, he was buried, but he rose from the dead, and that means that everything is now different. Nobody had ever died and come back from the dead. But it had happened, and Paul was saying, the world needs to know this. Everybody needs to know this. Everything is different. Things are not the same. It's not business as usual, guys. It is not business as usual. Sin has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Like this thing that we are all so afraid of, this thing called death, Paul says, that guy defeated it. That in his death, he has transformed death so that it now becomes a path to life and a life that's even richer and fuller and more beautiful than this life. Paul was so gripped by this. He said, I'm willing to suffer anything. In the Acts of the Apostles, you read about Paul, like he gets shipwrecked and he just floats on the sea holding onto a piece of wood for three days and three nights because his boat got shipwrecked. He got attacked. He got beaten. He got stoned by several different cities. That means that people grabbed him, threw him to the ground, tied him up, and were pelting him with rocks in order to kill him. He survived it. Like, this is a guy who is willing to do anything, go to any length to deliver the message that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he has changed everything. Now, look, I... Like, even as I'm preaching this, as I'm saying this, I know there are many of us here who've been in Catholic school our entire life, many of us here who've been coming to Mass and church our entire life who think, yeah, but is it really that big of a deal? It doesn't seem to be. Like, maybe you're listening to me right now thinking, like, that just, that does not 
connect with my experience of being a Catholic? Because my experience of being a Catholic is that Mass is pretty boring, church is pretty dumb, those readings are totally irrelevant. I don't get what the big deal is. And to be totally honest with you guys, that's exactly what I thought about all of this for much of my life, too. As a kid, I didn't go to church with my family. My family, we didn't go to Mass. Sure, I was baptized, but they didn't, my parents didn't take me to Mass. I didn't go to Catholic school. I made my first communion in second grade, my first reconciliation in second grade. I didn't make my second communion or my second reconciliation until I was like in 11th grade. I didn't care. None of this seemed like it mattered. None of this church stuff, this Bible stuff, these sacraments, none of it seemed to matter. None of it seemed to make a difference in my life. That was my story. That was my life. And then something happened to me. Just like something happened to St. Paul. It was October of my junior year of high school, so I was in 11th grade. Some of you guys know this story because I've shared it with you, but there was a girl I, I really liked. She invited me to this youth group event, and I met Jesus in the Eucharist. I encountered this overwhelming love that nothing in this world even came close to. I encountered this person who, who like, knew me. This person who like knew all of my sins, all of my brokenness, all of the worst things that I had done. And he like looked at me and was like, I, I love you and I will choose you. I, I have big things for you. I encountered this person and it literally changed my life. It got me to the place where I, I began to see that this faith, this church, this sacraments, all of this stuff, it is literally worth me laying my life down for. Is it worth walking 80 miles? You better believe it. I've never been asked to walk 80 miles for it, but I'd like to think I would. Look, I know some of you have not met the Jesus that I've met yet, and that's okay. And I'm even talking to teachers and faculty here, to be totally honest. I know we all haven't met him yet, but he's dying to meet you. He's dying to encounter you. He wants you to know this love that changes everything, that makes it seem like, yeah, that seems like a great idea to completely give my life away as a priest. That seems like a brilliant, that seems like the best idea. That seems like the best idea to lay my life down as a nun, as a sister, as a bride of Christ. When you guys meet that kind of love, you'll walk 10,000 miles, no problem. You'll do it any day. So Jesus, we beg of you, send down your Holy Spirit upon us in this Mass. We ask for the grace to meet you in that powerful, life-transforming way. We ask for the grace to just to encounter your love, the love that moves St. Paul to walk 10,000 miles. Jesus, we want to encounter you. Amen.